0: stand up we'll pray praise God hallelujah well are y'all ready to receive the word tonight praise God praise God let's ask God for anointing tonight Holy Father in the mighty name of Jesus we come before you this night asking for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that anointing that does not lie but breaks all yokes we're asking this night that the Spirit of grace will leave an eternal deposit of that word in our hearts and father we prepare our hearts right now to receive the engrafted word that's able to save our souls. We thank you this night that you'll show us great and mighty things we know not. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Turn with me tonight to the fourth chapter of Mark. Fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. We're gonna look at the parable of the sower tonight. The parable of the sower. Parable of the sower. How many of you know what a parable is? What's a parable? That's a hit. A parable is an explanation in the physical of a spiritual uh, application, that you have a spiritual application. He's explaining spiritual things by physical things, like comparing the physical with the spiritual. He's trying to show what, what, what works in the spirit by showing how it works out here in the physical. In other words, like, you know, he'll compare sometimes a baby Christian and he'll compare him to a, uh, to a uh, natural baby. How many of you know natural babies are a lot like, like uh, spiritual babies? They're a whole lot alike. You can uh, pinch them or something like that, and they always got to cry or squall about them. Spiritual babies and physical babies do too. Amen? No matter how old they are. Praise the Lord. So a parable is a physical example with a spiritual application. Praise God. Mark the fourth chapter in the first verse. He said, and he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was a great, there was a gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and set in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them, in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass. As he sowed, some fell by the wayside. The fowls of the air came and devoured it, and some fell on stony ground where it was not much earth, and immediately, immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without all things are done in parables that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing, they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then shall you know all parables? He said, If you don't understand this parable of the sower, you're not going to understand any parables. You're not going to understand how the kingdom of God works. This parable is the key that unlocks all the laws and principles in the kingdom of God. He's going to teach them how this kingdom works. All right, look in your 26th verse. He said, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. He's talking about this parable of the sower is how the kingdom of God works. How many of you would like to know exactly how the kingdom of God works? How many of you would like to know exactly how to get your healing? How to get prosperous? How to get out of financial strain that you're in? How to take the word of God and see your children saved? How would you like to see your home put together? How would you like to see your loved ones come in and know Jesus Christ? This is the way you do it, it's spiritual principles. And he's going to show you just how you do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Simple, simple, simple. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Fourteenth verse. Now let's read that thirteenth verse one more time. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how how then will ye know all parables? He's asking them a question. If you don't understand this, you're not going to understand any parable. If you don't understand this, you will never understand how the kingdom of God works. So if we understand... This parable, we'll understand how the kingdom of God works and how exactly the things of the kingdom in the spiritual realm work. Therefore, we can work the spiritual principles of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I say, praise Praise the Lord. Praise God. 14th verse said, The sower sowed the Word. How do you sow the Word? How would you sow the Word of God? Now, you wouldn't take a pair of scissors and cut you out a verse here and cut you another and get you some of these verses and go plant them in the ground. We wouldn't do that, would we? We know how to sow the Word, though, because we sow the Word with our what? With our mouth, our mouth. With our confession, it's made unto salvation with our confession. You know what your confession is? That's your everyday talk. What you talk every day. What you talk behind closed doors. What you talk uh, when the problem's on. When the storms of life come. That's when when your confession comes into play. That's when you're speaking exactly what you believe. Now, as long as you're in the church, you can speak a lot of things. But when the problem comes up and the trial is on and the sickness is on, that's when you're going to find out where your confession's at. See? That's when you're going to find out exactly where you're at. So you need to do this. You need to have your crop growing before the problem comes. Amen? You need to have a good crop growing. You need to have your two or three fields growing all the time. Praise God. Well, you won't run out. You won't get used up one field and then you're standing there. Well, I'm trying to, let me tell you something. When a problem, you're right in the middle of a storm and the problem's on and all you can see is the problem around you, it's hard to stand then, folks. It's hard to believe God then when you're hurting. It's hard to believe God when you're right in the middle of a financial strain. Amen. already said the sower sowed the word. Hallelujah. Now what is the subject of this whole teaching? The sower sowed the what? What's that thing It points that away? You diagram it out. The sower is the subject, and he's talking about one thing. What? He sowed what? The Word. The Word. This is what this is all about, the Word of God. How to get the Word of God to work for you how to get these principles of God to work for you. You know, he said over over there in the 26th verse, so is the kingdom of God. He's explaining the kingdom of God. He said, "Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? This is the way the kingdom of God works. These is the way the principles of God work. Just because you think it works some way, that don't make it so. You know, a lot of people, I've heard people pray, dear Jesus, and pray to Jesus. Well, and when they do that, they're going direct opposite from the Word of God. I've heard a lot of people do that. Jesus said, you go like I say. He said, in that day you'll ask me nothing, but whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it you. Amen? Amen? So you got to go according to the Word of God. And if you go any other way, you're not going according to the directions and the principles of Almighty God. Amen? All right, to sow or sowed the Word. Praise be unto God. The Word of God, he's he's comparing the Word of God to seed. The Word of God to seed. So this Word of God will work just exactly like seed will work, won't it? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hold your place there and turn back to Genesis, the first chapter. Genesis, the first chapter, and 11 first. So he said, "The sower sowed the word. We know how to sow it. We sow it with our confession, with our mouth. The words that come out our mouth is the, is what we have, and what we believe." Genesis one eleven. He said, "And God said, Let a,' and said, 'Let the earth bring forth grass and the herbs yielding seed, and the fruit trees yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself.'" upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herbs yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after its kind and God saw that it was good blessed be God uh, one of the laws of Genesis is this that when you plant a seed it will reproduce how? after its own kind it will reproduce exactly what is planted. That's why. See now, he's comparing the seed to the word of God. So if you planted the word of God on healing, there is no chance that it grow it would grow up and produce anything else, is it? Amen. If you took the word on healing and planted it, it wouldn't grow up and produce something else. If you planted okra, you it wouldn't grow up and produce corn. Everything reproduces after its own kind. Amen. That's the law of Genesis. That's the law of Genesis. Praise be unto God. He said, Everything reproduces after its own kind. Let me read you another translation there. Knox renders that. said, Each seed, each with the power of propagating its own kind. Fenton said, talking about the seed, The seed is capable of reproduction. In other words, he's saying this. He said, let these things have uh, uh, seed in themselves. How many of you know you can take the seed of corn and and plant that corn? I don't care uh, where you've had it. If you plant that corn, inside that corn is the ability to grow up and produce corn. Amen? He said, the sower sowed the word. The sower sowed the word. Now we're wanting to find out how to get this word to work for us 100% of the time. We're not looking for 30 or 60, but a hundredfold. Amen. Amen. Blessed be God. So we know this, if we plant the word, the word has the ability to reproduce itself. Praise God. Inside of seed is the ability to reproduce itself. You can get peach seeds. And go plant them, and inside of that peach seed is the ability to produce a peach tree. Amen. If you get the word of God, see he's comparing seed to the word. He said, "If you'll get the word of God on prosperity and act upon it, plant that seed. Blessed be God. it will grow up and produce prosperity. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord said it's capable of reproduction. The seed is capable of reproduction. Turn with me back to the fourth chapter now of Mark. Fourteenth verse, he said the sower sowed the word. The sower sowed the word. The sower sowed the word. The He's sowing. He's sowing. Have you ever sown seed in the ground? It's the same way with God's Word. It has to be planted before it'll produce. Amen? The sower sowed the Word. If you will remember this one thing, this will help you all your Christian life. The Word of God is just like seed. The Word is a dry form of results. It is a dry form of results. How many of you know what K-rations is? Huh? You know what K-rations is? You add a little water to it and and, and it'll work Then won't it? Huh? Well, that that K-ration is a dry form of something to eat. How many of you know what instant potatoes is? How many of you ever tried to eat them, And you know, dry? you You know, they'd get all in your mouth. You add you some water to it. You do something to it. The Word of God is a dry form of results. As you plant the Word of God, it will grow up and produce exactly what you planted because inside the Word of God is the ability to grow up and reproduce itself. How many of you believe that? You believe that? Well, he said in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. If you'll take that word of God and put it in you, it'll reproduce God in you. <laughs> I believe that'd be called prosperity, wouldn't it? Praise the Lord. The seed or the word of God will do its job. It will take care of itself. Now it'll ta- He said you put it on a different kind of ground. Every time you plant it, it'd grow up, it sprang up, wouldn't it? You put it in the thorns, it'd grow up. You throw it out there on the side of the road, wasn't much earth, it'd still catch root and take off and grow, wouldn't it? The seed's gonna do its job. Amen. Praise the Lord. Alright. Look over in the 26th verse now. 426. He said, And so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. He should sleep. Rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow up, and he knows not how. The earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Praise be unto God. All right, it's three things, simple things, that you need to know about, about these verses right there. The first thing is this. You have to plant to get a harvest. You're going to have to plant to get a harvest. How do you plant? With your mouth. In Genesis 8, he said, As long as the earth stands, there'll be seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. long as the world stands, that, that, that principle is going to work. Amen? It'll work just like gravity will work. It'll work, like, it'll work any law that God puts out, it'll work for you. It is a law of God. How many of you ever planted any corn and, and, and peas come up? Wouldn't do that, would it? Why? Because inside that corn is the ability to reproduce itself, not produce something else. That's what the Word of God. Inside the Word of God, there is the ability to reproduce itself. That's what Jesus is teaching. So, if you'll understand this, you can understand all these parables. If you don't understand this, you're not going to understand any of them. All right, first thing you know, need to know, you have to plant to get a harvest. The Word has no choice. It has to produce. It don't have a choice. When you plant the Word, it'll automatically do what it said it'll do. It's, it's a law. It's a law. It's a law. He said, now, this is a spiritual application but I'm going to show you how this spiritual thing works by showing you something in the physical. I'm going to show you how you plant seed in the natural, plant corn, but I'm really not talking about corn, I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm not talking corn, I'm talking the Word. I'm not really, but I'm going to show you how it works over here in the spirit. You can't see over here what happened, so you can't see where your natural eye, but I'm going to draw you a picture with these words and show you how to plant corn in the natural and I'm going to show you how the whole kingdom of God works, he said. Hallelujah. Amen? So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed in the ground. He's got to plant it. Second thing there, he said he should sleep, rise, night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow up, and he knows not how. You don't have to be concerned how it grows up. It's none of your business. It does not make any difference. If you understood every principle of germination and everything, I don't care what you want, well, it has nothing to do with it. You don't even have to understand it. All you have to do is plant it. Amen. How many of you understand when you plant corn, it grows up and produces corn? How did it do that? I don't know how it done it. How many of you understand how a TV works? Huh? You still use them though, don't you? Huh? Well, bless God, I don't understand how this works, but it works, and I still use it. Amen. Well, I don't, you know, I don't understand it, brother. Son, you don't have to forget about trying to understand this thing. The third thing is this. Twenty-eighth verse it said, "For the earth bringeth forth." Fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. The Word produces or grows in stages. You don't plant one day. How many of you ever went and planted a crop one day and the next day went and harvested? Woo, got a wonderful harvest. We planted soybeans yesterday and got a harvest day. Well, everybody laughed. Amen. Well, that's what people try to do uh, with the Word of God. Well, I, you know, I quoted the Word three, day, you know, three days, and it, you know, it ain't produced yet. Well, what's wrong with this? Keep, keep quoting it, keep speaking it. You're gonna talk anyway. You're gonna talk anyway. Why talk in line with the devil? How about agreeing with God? How about keeping your seed in there? How about keeping it planted in there? How about watering it with your conversation, watering it with your confession, and watering it with your mouth and the words, praise God. Hallelujah. So the Word works in stages. It grows up in stages. First the blade, then the stalk, then the corn, then the full ear and the corn, then the harvest comes. Praise God. It grows in stages. Give the Word time to work. Give it time to work. Amen. See, if you understand these principles, Then, you, if you understand these principles and, and you pray one day and it don't come to pass the next day, you ain't concerned about it because you know you got it out there in, in God's realm, praise God. You know what's happening. But if you don't understand it, you'll get fretful and say, Well, I prayed. How come I ain't got it? How come, Man, I got it. It's out there growing for me. Hallelujah. I'm growing me a crop. I planted some corn. I planted the word of the living God in the spirit realm, and my God is making it come to pass. I don't know how. I don't even care how. I don't know how it works. Bless God it works. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, now if uh, I was going to try to mess your crop up, and I was going to try to keep you from producing a harvest, when would be the best time to come pull your crop up? Just as soon as it shot up, wouldn't it? Huh? When did Satan come? When? He comes immediately. Why? It's shot up. It's tender. It has not got no root in it. But you let that stalk of corn grow down. How many of you ever tried to pull an old stalk of corn in have had to wiggle it and wiggle it, you know, big old tall field of corn, you know, and just wiggle that thing trying to get it out of the ground, kick it on it? But when it's just a little shoot, you can just race and pull it up, just like that. You ever seen deer come along and just pop the tops out of them? It's right on down the line. That's why Satan comes immediately. He comes immediately. Look there in the uh, 17th verse. He said, and have no root in themselves. See, that's the problem. That's when it's no root in there. People, you have to know what you're doing because Satan's going to come when? The 15th verse up there. He said, Satan cometh immediately. Cometh immediately. How I many of you know Satan does his job? Whatever he's hired on to do, he's doing it. He's doing what he said he'd do. He said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said he come. Jesus said he comes immediately. How, how quick is that? That's faster than one in New York seconds, isn't it? That's faster than a heartbeat. I mean, that's right now, isn't it? right now as soon as you heard the word what does he come for he comes to pull that word up that's planted in your heart before it's got time to take root because when it's rooted and grounded in you you'll stand there and the winds can come and the storms can come and the temptation can come but you'll stand there and say in the mighty name of Jesus that word's been planted and I got me a crop going and Satan can't pull it up praise God praise the Lord Praise God. Alright, let's let's look on. Now we're gonna start there and, and go through this parable. How many of you know now this didn't it didn't just, this parable didn't just go to the twentieth verse. This thing went on through the thirty something over in the thirtieth verse. He didn't just say, well, and then it got it down there where it produced a hundredfold and quit. This whole thing, all this is about the parable of the sower. So we'll get work on all this. Praise the Lord. The 14th verse again. He said, the sower sowed the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word was sown. Where the word was sown. But when they had heard, Satan cometh immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. When did he come? When did he come? He's coming next week. He'll come after you really know what you're doing. Well, I heard that about that healing stuff and it sounds good, but they prayed for him and it looked like I got worse. How many of you have been prayed for and you got the feeling worse? Well, now can you figure out how come? You got the feeling what? Satan cometh when? Immediately. Immediately. See, if you know who your enemy is, you can take authority over that in the mighty name of Jesus. When he comes, you've got authority over him. He's under your feet and he has no rights to come into the kingdom of God. Phillips translates that verse. He said, As soon as they heard it, heard it Satan cometh at once. As Soon as they heard the word. What is Satan trying to steal, folks? Is he trying to just steal you? Folks, he could care less whether you went to heaven right now. He'd rather you die and go to heaven right now. He care less. And he don't care if you go to heaven, hell, or anything, but he wants to stop. The word of God and the word of God's authority in your life because if you get a hold of the authority that God has placed in your life and this word, you are his total master, praise the Lord. And he knows it. The same thing will happen in you, it'll happen in Jesus Christ. Satan will come in your presence, he'll cry out. Have you come to torment me before my time? Philip said, as soon as they heard it, Satan came at once. King James said immediately, New, New English Bible, said, no sooner have they heard it than Satan comes. No sooner than they heard it, Satan comes. What's he come? He's going to pull up that little shoot. Something sprung up, little blade sprung up. He's going to try to get that. He's going to try to get that. He's going to try to get that. Well, when he comes and tries to get that, if you don't know who your enemy is, what are you going to say? Well, I didn't think this would work. I didn't know whether it'd work or not. I thought I'd try it. Well, automatically, you don't fail. See, I've seen people lose their healing before they, after they got prayed for, before they got set back down. <laughs> Why? They didn't understand the kingdom principle. They didn't understand this. Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you're not going to understand the kingdom principles. Are y'all getting anything out of this tonight? All right, praise God. Now I'm going to be reading out of Matthew, Mark, and Luke's account of the sower, uh, the, the parable of the sower. So I'll be going back and forth here on this. All right, the 15th verse there. He says right there, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the what? The Word. So we know what he's after. He didn't say he come took you away, did he? Huh? He don't want you. I say he don't want you. He wants your words and he wants God's Word and he wants to stop it from producing in your life. He said, He comes immediately when the word's easy to pluck up. Praise God. So you need to know this. Who am I fighting against? What is my problem? Why is this not producing? If I am not producing a crop, then something's wrong. Something's getting my crops. The fowl of the air. Something is coming along plucking up my seed. Something's getting this. Well, I'll plant another crop. Yeah, you might, but if you don't understand this, he's going to get that crop too. Amen? Hold your place there and turn over to uh, the 6th chapter of Ephesians. 6th chapter of Ephesians, the 12th verse. He said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your problem is not people, your problem is not your wife, it's not your husband. Your problem is not even your body. You are not wrestling against things like that. The problem is Satan. He said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principality and powers and against rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Jerusalem Bible said, powers who originate to originate the darkness of this world. Phillips translates that. said, we're up against the unseen powers that control this dark world and spiritual agents from the very headquarters of evil. I'm telling you right now, Satan has sent out spiritual enemies all over the world. Their air is charred with them and they are full of the... Uh, words of Satan and exactly what he sent them out to do, and they came for one thing is to stop the Word of God from working in your life. Can you say amen? Praise God. So they are sent out right to stop the Word from working in your life. See, a lot of times people think, well, Satan's on my case and he's on my case. Why is he on your case? Why is he on your case? He's after the Word of God from working. See, as soon as you hear that, you ever heard the word of God on something? Oh, hallelujah, this sounds so good. And the first thing you know, the light's put out. I I, I remember, man, I saw light on healing. I saw light on this prosperity thing. I saw light on this one. That light ain't there anymore. You ever been there? Huh? See who your problem is? Well, what happened? He can't just come pull that up. Because you've got authority in your mouth. Amen? He's after your words and you've given him the authority. Norley translates that verse. He said, our war is against the wicked spiritual forces of the underworld itself. See, that's who our war is after. It's not, it's not with a people or anything like that. All right, turn with me back to Mark, the fourth chapter. 4th chapter of Mark, 16th verse. It said Satan had come immediately to steal the word, 16th verse. said, These are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. See, it did not make any difference where this thing was planted. This word grew up every time it was planted. Amen? It sprang up everywhere. Someone said, Well, is the ground. No, it'll produce. I don't care if you put it in a Sahara desert. Bless God. The word of God will produce anywhere. It's unhindered by any force. It's not bound by anything. Amen? All it takes is you putting it up on your lips and planting it and keeping it planted and not pull it up with your conversation. Well, Brother Solomon, I thought I was here, but you know it's done come back. There it is right there again. I can feel it. You can. You mean the Word of God determines why you feel? Huh? You mean God's telling the truth according to your feelings. Now, if you feel like he's telling the truth, he's told the truth. And if you feel like he's not, he's done lied. Huh? Well, what are you saying? Well, yeah, but you ain't understanding. Yeah, I'm understanding. You're going by your feelings rather than going by God's word. If you go by God's word, you have to keep it planted with your mouth and you don't pull it up just because persecution or feelings or pains come, you keep it there at all costs. And then in the spiritual realm, you will grow you up a mighty crop of healing and your body has no choice but has to line up with it. <laughs> I'm preaching lots better than y'all saying amen tonight, folks. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Hallelujah. I knew someone was getting hold of this. All right, that 16th verse, he said, These are they that likewise are on stony ground, when they had heard the word, immediately received it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. And afterwards, when affliction or persecution arise, for the word's sake, for the word's sake, he's going to persecute, he's going to try to afflict, he's going to try to do anything, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Luke's account, Barclay, he said, those who enthusiastically welcome the word as soon as they heard it. But these have no root. Their faith is at the mercy of the moment. And when they are involved in a situation which puts their faith to a test, they quit. Well, I thought I was doing pretty good, but I, I had to run to my rib again. So... <laughs> Well, I thought it was not but I guess it's not. When Satan brings back pain, when he brings a picture of failure, when he brings anything, remember what he came for. He came to steal the word for the word's sake. Persecution, afflictions, all these things come to steal the word away from you. Do you understand that? I wish, I wish one-tenth of the church world knew that. Just a tenth of them. Living Bible said when the hot winds of persecution blow, they lose interest. Well, I ain't as interested in that. I, you know, well, I believe in all that what y'all preaching, but, you know, I ain't quite ready to make that kind of a commitment. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet or not. This little persecution comes, eh? How many of you want me to read Cotton Patch? translation. He said when the time of real testing comes, they chicken out. (laughs) They chicken out. When the pain comes back and hands has already been laid on you, friend, blessed be God, when hands were laid on you and prayer was given, we planted the word right then. We'll not back up no matter how it feels, no matter how it looks, no matter how it seems, blessed be God. We're going to keep that word planted and it's going to produce the blade, then the stalk, then the full-grown ear, praise God. we got. well, I know, but what if I hurt? Well, what if? What if? You've got authority over pain. Jesus took your infirmities and bare your pain. That's what he said in Isaiah 53. Praise the Lord. How many times you ever seen someone say, well, I'm going all the way with Jesus. I'm going all the way this time. They don't have no root in themselves. No inner convictions i know one time when i first got saved i determined that i'm gonna be faithful in church i'm gonna be faithful in church i've been saved maybe three weeks i said i will not miss church see i was at grand mary fishing one time and i was coming in and church started in an hour i said this is wednesday most folks didn't, the church I was going to didn't even go to church on Wednesday. You know, it'd be church of five, six hundred, and they had about 20 people come on Wednesday. And I looked and watched, it was about an hour. It, it takes an hour and 15 minutes to get, get to town. I got to bathe, I got to... But I done made a commitment. I ain't, I'm going to be faithful. I took that truck and drove 90 miles an hour. I say, you broke the law. I sure did. And I told the Lord before I left, I said, I'm willing to pay a fine, and that's fine with me. I don't, I, it was my fault, and I'm going to drive this truck, and I got the house and bathed and shaved and got up there, and when I walked in, it was just in time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somehow or another, I didn't get no fine, but I, I, if I had, it had been all right. Are you listening to me? But I determined that. See, a lot of times, you've got to make some of these decisions before the problem comes up. If you wait till the storm is on and the trials on and the sickness is on before you make your decision, your decision is going to be a decision of failure. As long as you're well and feel good, you can fight a circle saw. But when you're sick and hurting and the power, uh, pain's is on you, it's hard to stand then, folks. That's why you need to have your good crop of this healing growing all the time need to get a good crop of it going all the time. You know, you need, to, you need to have a good crop of prosperity growing all the time. You know, it liable to come summer and you want to go to a Hagen meeting. Well, I'm trying to believe God, I'm trying to believe God, and wind up and you ain't got enough money to get to Luan. Are you listening to me? You need to get your crop of this stuff growing. Plant you some of it. That right, Scott. I'll say amen or oh me. See, sometimes people think, well, I'm saved and I'm full of the Holy Ghost and it's just a work. And you know, I'm just believing God. You've got to plant some of it. What have you planted? What are you planting? What are you planting? You don't just plant financially with your mouth. You plant with your money. You plant it into the kingdom. You keep putting it into the kingdom. You put it into the kingdom. First thing you know, you've got a crop of it growing off and you need a new car or you need a home or something. How many of you know God wants you to own your own home? Amen. He don't want you running around here paying rent all your life. God is a God of ownership. God wants you to have blessings. It ain't no blessing to pay for rent 10 years of your life and when you get ready to go, all you get is a goodbye. Amen? Amen? And an eviction notice, if you don't pay it right on time, I don't care if you paid rent every day, right on time for 10 years, you missed two of them in a row. Well, I bet, you know, hello, get out. You need to keep a crop of this stuff growing all the time, you need to keep something planted. That's why I work up those meditation sheets up there. I got sheets on healing. I got them on faith. I got them on prosperity. I got them on the eternal life and nature of God. We got every kind of scripture you can think of in there. Blessed be God. And ain't—they ain't ain't nothing, well, where you can say, well, look here, I know this. I don't care. You can know less. If all you're doing is knowing something, you can't do nothing to get a puffed up head knowledge or something. But when you go to planting it in your spirit, it'll grow up, it'll grow up. How many of you know you are the good ground he's talking about right there? You are the good ground. You know what makes you the good ground? You're a born again, recreated spirit of Almighty God. That's where this thing's planted, in that good ground. And it's guaranteed to produce a hundredfold. Guaranteed. Well, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. all right let's run back over that 17th verse they have no root in themselves people you're going to have to build a root system you're going to have to build a root system to stand you build that with your mouth meditation you build you build you build every day you get up building Oh, I've died my life is hid with Christ and God. My life is hid with Christ and God. Blessed be God, my life is hid with Christ and God. My roots go deep down into Jesus Christ and I'm on the solid rock, hallelujah. Praise God, you meditate on that and you talk it. Talk it with your husband, he talks it with you all day long. You don't talk anything contrary to the word of God. If you do, wife, tell him to shut his mouth. A husband, tell him that we don't talk like that around here. We talk what God says about us. I'm not gonna agree with hell. Man, it looks like we'll be evicted. It don't look like we're going to get evicted. I'm hooked up to the king of kings. Only way I get kicked is up, praise God, not out. Eighteenth <laughs> verse. It said, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of, the, cares of this world, The deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. See, he's trying to stop the word from producing to me. Listen close to me. A lot of people, they don't necessarily quit God, but they they quit trying to produce. Are you understanding what I'm saying? They quit trying to... Problems come up and and, and they can't stand a little bit of pressure, so he quit trying to produce in the word. They quit planting. Well, I'd rather do something else. I'd rather watch I Love Lucy. I'd rather watch this. I'd rather do this, you know. You can take your time up doing these other things instead of taking your time in the Word of God and planting this Word of God and, and, and keep taking care of the Word of God and the problems of life come up and you won't be able to stand. He'll snatch that up because there would be no root there. And you say, well, how come it didn't work for me? Because you did not protect your crop. How many of you know you can take and plant a crop down there at our place? I can plant a crop down there, and you know what will happen? If I don't watch, every deer in the country will be right there having peas for breakfast. How come? You've got to do something about it. You've got to protect it. You've got to watch over your crop. You have to be, you have to take care of it. Watch for persecution. Watch for cares. Letting little things come in. You don't let little things come in, and them little foxes will spoil the vine, folks. It ain't the big things, it's them little bitty things that enter in. End, the first thing you know, it's done choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Luke's account. Condon Translation. Said they have heard the word. Said they have heard the word. Go off and allow themselves to be sifted by anxieties, the riches, the pleasures of life, and they never reach maturity. Oh, it got up pretty good. I'm about to get it. But something bit the top out of it. Something bit the top out of it. Well, I was coming along pretty good. I was doing good, man. I was going 100 miles an hour for Jesus and I was sold out to Jesus. Well, where are you at now? Oh, I'm over, I, I got tied up over here building on my house. Oh, I was seeking first the kingdom of... No, wait now. Where are you at now? Well, I was going 100 miles an hour for Jesus. I was doing this. I was witnessing. I was doing everything I could. Well, where are you at now? Well, I got over here. You know, I love to fish. Well, I do, too. Where you at now? Oh, well, I'm up here in the deer stand. You know, it ain't much to it. You know, I don't really care. It's just the fellowship. I want to, you know, I've got a bunch of friends at deer, you know, and I want to be a witness for them, you know, and I finally, I, you know, I, I'll be back, you know, to church after this thing's over. How's your wife? Well, she's sick. Where's she at? Oh, she's she'll be out in the hospital in two days you'll be all right y'all used to believe in healing didn't you well yeah we we believe in it you know and it'll work i know it'll work I, we've been healed before we know that we know jesus can heal. we know he can do anything where you at now you understand what he's trying to do he's trying to divert you and get you off out here rather than on fire and on fire for jesus christ I'm telling you, a person that's on fire for Jesus Christ and has got something burning in his soul, I'm telling you, he don't have no trouble receiving from Jesus. None. How many of you know, more of this word you got in, in you, it's easy to produce a crop. Huh? Man, you can get the biggest crop you want to just put more word in there. Schoenfeld's account of that and Mark, he said talking about persecution he said the constant economic struggle constant economic struggle a lot of people can't stand up under no financial strain. do you know that? men, you know women ain't supposed to stand up under it they ain't built for that they can be a helpmate to that thing though they can be a helpmate to you and stand with you if they know for sure that blessed be God, me and my household, we're going to serve Almighty God and I'll stand on the word of God and see it come to pass. 20th century. He said the snare of wealth and all sorts of other ambitions come in and so completely choke it choke the word that, it, that nothing comes of it. Nothing comes of it. Where's your crop at? Well, let me see. Where's your crop at? Oh, it's up under the grass. Oh, uh, you didn't go you know, it got choked out. But I produced some good weeds. <laughs> see it ain't too funny, is it? Huh? What happened to it? See it's up to you. It ain't up to God whether this word of God will work. He will work. Will work if you'll the word. It's what he said. If he said plant the word and you don't plant it, then you ain't got no crop coming. Matthew's account, Ben Johnson translation, said when he faces active opposition and rejection, his interest in the spirit dimension will evaporate. It'll melt like a snowball in a hot August sunshine. Well, I wasn't quite interested in that as I thought. I knew a lady who was on fire for God. I mean, she was doing good, but she was afraid people was going to find out that she talked in tongues and believed in all that healing and believed in that stuff like that. And that wasn't sociably acceptable in her circles. And I saw the day that she got embarrassed about running with people like that. And I hadn't seen her since as far as being around people like that. Why? Because opposition come and afraid of rejection. What someone else will think? What my friends will think? Well, what will my mama think? What will my daddy think? What will they think about me? People, let me tell you something. If you worry about what people think, how many of you here think you got the finest reputation anyway? Huh? I don't know any one of y'all kinder of Ronald Reagan. Say, but yeah, but now I'm kin to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm something special to God. I'm a son and daughter of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew's account of this, Wee's translation, Kenneth Weeks, he said, The pressure of circumstances having come and persecution because of the word immediately, he sees in it that which, is, which he disapproves of and which hinders him from acknowledging the authority of the word. He sees something. He goes to disagreeing. You ever see a fella come along pretty good and then he get out of fellowship with the Lord, he gets disagreeable? He's finding everything wrong. We call that strife a lot of times. He's disagreeable. He's always disagreeing with somebody. Amen? Matthew's account, Johnson, he said, those other interests quickly erase the impact of the encounter. It erases it. He brings so much pressure. Praise God. 20th verse there. He said, and these are they which are sown on good ground. Say, I'm good ground. ground. Say, "I I am the good ground. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. Barclay translates that. He said, the picture of the seed falling on good ground represents the people who hear the word and who really make it a part of their lives and produce a crop. Hallelujah. They make it a part of their life. As soon as they hear the word, they just act on it. That's what I'm going to do. Hands were laid on me in the name of Jesus. Blessed be God. And I stand on that now because that is when I planted a crop over here and I'll not pull it up with my feelings, with my mouth or anything else and it shall grow up and get a hundredfold results every time. Luke's account of that. New English Bible said the word. Said those that talking about fall on this good ground, said they hold it fast and by their perseverance yield a harvest. They persevere, they don't quit. They don't quit. They just keep on keeping on. They just won't quit. Or just pressing on. Just pressing on. Pressing on. Pressing on. Just keep pressing on. Troubles come, just keep pressing on. Trials come and they're pressing on. Pressing on. Who is that saying that? Bob Dylan. Pressing on, pressing on. That's all he's saying. Those two words over and over for a whole record. Pressing on, pressing on. Oh, I'm pressing on, hallelujah I'm pressing on, glory to God I'm going on, I'm going to stand on the word of the living God I've planted it and I'm pressing on I'm persevering, I'm going on with the word, I've taken hold to it I'll not give up, I don't care what it looks like, I'll not let Satan steal it, he's under my feet I'll not let him take my word from it blessed be God, I'm producing a crop hallelujah Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah praise the Lord Hallelujah. Condon translates that verse out of Luke. He said, those who hear the word and let it take root in a noble and good heart. Oh, I like that. Oh, in a noble and good heart. That's us. That's right. You know how come we got a noble and good heart? Because God put it there. Praise the Lord. It ain't nothing we done. It's God put it there. Praise the Lord! It'll take root in that kind of soil. How many of you know you that good ground, that good soil? It'll produce quick in you. Oh, Hallelujah! Praise God! Turn with me before we close to Matthew the thirteenth chapter. Thirteenth chapter of Matthew is is also about the parable of the sower. The eleventh verse. Or the tenth verse, he said, The disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Why are why, why you talking in parables." Eleventh verse, said he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, hallelujah. It's been given to you, folks. It's been given to you grieber ch- translates that johannes grieber translated said it's been given you to understand the mysterious laws of god's spiritual realm this is the laws of god's spiritual realm. how many of you know that god's healing is spiritual huh how many of you know his blessings are spiritual god's a spirit see when he heals out here someone said well i got healed right here i had a cancer where got him no it came through your spirit god's a spirit he works through the spirit he works through the inner side, inside out. Amen? Now listen to, to this again. Said it's been given unto you to understand the mysterious laws of God's spiritual realm. Philip said, because you have been given the chance to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. This is how the kingdom of God works. He said, if you understand this parable, you can understand all of them but said if you can't understand that, you ain't going to understand the kingdom of God and how it works. 12th verse there. He said, For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that which he has. 20th century first edition said, For those who retain anything, will have more given to them till they have an abundance. But those who retain nothing will, will have even what they have, have taken away from them. See what he's saying there, folks. When you retain this and hold on to it, blessed be God, and pr- plant this crop, you'll produce abundance. But if you don't hold on to that little bitty crop, when it starts, that'll be taken away from you. Satan will come when? Immediately take your crop away. You understand that? said, he that hath the more. If you, if you can produce a crop here, he can give you more. But if you can't produce one crop, ain't no use in him giving you ten. Huh? If you're faithful over little things, he, he, can, he can make you faithful over big things. You know, kind of like I always told, when I used to fool bird dogs all the time, I said, if I can train that dog to one, do one thing, I can train him to do anything but if I can't train him to do one thing, I can't train him to do nothing. You understand that? If I can't grow one crop, ain't no use in him. him, uh, If I can't produce one acre, ain't no use in him giving me a plantation to work. If I can't get one person healed, what makes me think I'm gonna have a big healing ministry? Are you listening to me? (laughs) <laughs> y'all still love me <laughs> if I can't get it to working for me financially on some little handful or something how in the world am I going to get it to working in big things well I'm going to believe God for home you are won't you start trying to believe him for paying your rent on time to start with huh got quiet in here then huh I'm, I'm believing God. I want me a nice new car. Well, won't you, won't you believe God for the payments and pay that old boy your payments down there instead of being three months behind? Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, me, Lord. Oh, I see it now, Lord. I see what you're saying. I see it, Lord. I see it. I see it. What's been happening? I ain't been holding on to my crop. I ain't been taking care of my crop. I ain't put me a fence up around my crop. I hadn't watched out there and run the buzzards off. I hadn't run the deer off. Here comes the fowl there. Everything's been coming to get that. How they been coming? With persecution, affliction. What everybody think? All this thing out here. And Satan trying to build a smoke screen out here. Why I run out here and see what it is over here. And he'll come over and eat my crop up. I'll just stand out there in the middle of my field and say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if persecution comes. I don't care what comes, how it feels, looks, or anything. If it looks like I'm going down a drain, I stand on the Word of God and say, My God supplies all my need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I will not be moved. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you say amen to that? Praise the Lord. Well, you've got to grasp the Word and don't let anything take it away from you. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Stand on your feet. The Lord that healeth me me lives in me. me. Himself took my infirmities. He He bare my sicknesses. And with His stripes in Jesus name I resist the evil one I resist the devil he has no choice he must flee in the name of Jesus my God supplies all my need not according to my job not according to the economy not according to anything according to except, except his wealth, his wealth. In, glory in glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. My, God wants me to my God wants me to prosper and be in health, be in health. even as my soul, even my soul prospers. I have been redeemed, I have been redeemed. From, the the from the curse of the law being made a curse for me for it, is written, For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham should come on the Gentiles. I'm a Gentile. I am a son of the living God. Or oh, I can do all things through Christ, which is my strength. Oh, I will not be defeated. Because Jesus made me more than a conqueror, through him who loves me, I can do all things through Christ, which is my strength, oh hallelujah, now let's praise him for it, hallelujah.